jackpot. Good night, good evening, good morning. Thank you for joining the Random Podcast. It's been a while. Holy shit, it's been a while. Uh, I just, honestly, I don't, in the spirit of the podcast, I mean, I, I do it because I do it all the time, uh, just to talk about stuff. Uh, it's a platform for my voice, uh, per se. But at the same time, um, it's really interesting because uh, just when you reach a certain age, I guess it's like what a midlife crisis, and a lot of people, you know, they ponder. Some people like make drastic changes in their life, but for me, it's kind of like a reflection of uh, what my life has been, what I've been through, and what's to come. Um, I, I mean. Not to be, like, all somber and depressing. I mean, I haven't slept... I I, I want to say I, like, slept three hours in the last two days. Because, um, <laughs> uh, basically... So, um, I think I finished two novels in the last two days. Um, I want to say I finished... Uh, crap, what was it called? Shit. Um, the Sovereign of Judgment, I want to say... Uh, what was it? Yeah, The Sovereign Judgment, and then, uh, something similar, it was like, oh, my, my computer's slowing down. Oh yeah, so fun fact, um, I got Devil May Cry 5, and, uh, I beat it. I overclocked my entire computer, but I beat it. Um, it froze, it crashed maybe twice, I upgraded, I updated my graphics card and whatnot, but it was, it was a great game. I mean, I re- really recommend it, um, I, I, I seriously recommend it. The gameplay is smooth, it's polished, the visual's nice, the storyline, like, it, it keeps the spirit of Devil May Cry, it's not, like, I, I personally dislike the reboot. But I know, like, if you looked at the reboot as, like, its own game, and not, like, a part of the Devil May Cry, the, the re- the, that game, in general, is good. But when you look at, like, the series of, like, you know, leading up to now from Devil May Cry 1, which was supposed to be a reboot to the Resident Evil series, to, like, how it's progressed, like, Devil May Cry 2, which, you know, po- popular opinion thinks that's the worst game of the series, but it's good in its own way. Devil May Cry 3, which was just, like the fucking renaissance period for the entire series, like, that game, like, defined the... Like, it it took what made it great and made it better. Um, yeah, Devil May Cry 3, I want to say, like, I want to... When I first played the Devil May Cry series, I started with 3, and then I, I eventually got back and played... No, I'm sorry. Yeah, I started with Devil May Cry 3, and this was, uh, due to my graduation present in 10th grade, uh, being a modded PS2, uh, back in the day, uh, it had Devil May Cry 3 on it, and, like, this was around the time, I want to say Devil May Cry 4 was announced, or Devil May Cry 4 was released or something, it, it was out for a while, like, I never had a computer to play it until I got a computer, because my graduation gift in high school, besides, you know, going to college and whatnot, um, it was a desktop computer, uh, to play Ragnarok online, and uh, a modded PS2, which was used in the video game club I I had in high school. Like we would just pl- play games to like seven, eight, and then we dip, 
and then uh it was it was really interesting like uh i remember when i first played double may cry 3 uh i remember uh my mentor asked me he's like is that the original version was that the original american version or was that the released uh special edition i'm like what's the difference he's and i remember my friend told me oh my mentor told me um so when they did the localization process of Devil May Cry 3 from Japan to America, they seriously fucked up. So basically, they eliminated the difficulty, like they mixed up the difficulty settings. So normal was really like I want to say Dante must die mode. Cuz like if you're if you're not familiar with uh Devil May Cry series, the difficulty settings are set set up as uh human demon hunter son of sparta uh dante must die heaven and hell heaven or hell and then hell and hell and hell and hell is the hardest difficulty in which everything can kill you in one hit and everything takes like it has, everything's super strong the attack patterns are different and everything can just mollywop you in a second so it's a really extreme uh test of skill Hell, heaven or hell is everything dies in one hit, either you or the boss. I mean, boss is included in that. And then uh, Dante Must Die is everything deals more da- significantly more damage. I think you take double damage. So it's not like a one-shot, but it's damn near. And then everything has jacked-up health. And then Sons of Sparrow would be hard. So when they released Devil May Cry 3 in America, the original version... You basically got uh, Hell and Hell, or was it? No, it was uh, Dante Must Die. It was either Dante Must Die or Hell and Hell. I just remember it was one of those two settings that was mistakenly put as the Demon Hunter or No Mode. So everyone that played that thought this game is hard as fuck. <laughs> and like they're like, is this the second cup in Ninja Gaiden? But then they played the Japanese version. Like, what the fuck? It's easier on normal. And then uh, they fixed it with Dumbly Cry Special Three de- Special Edition, um, in which they added so you could play as Virgil Dante's brother, uh, which was pretty cool. I mean, he had a different moveset, and then like you got to see like different uh, bosses. You got it got to see like his side of the story. But then in relations to five, so if you didn't know, so the official storyline goes Dumbly Cry Three which is, you know, when he was a teenager. Then it goes Devil May Cry 1. Then it goes Devil May Cry 4. And then it goes Devil May Cry 2. And then after 2, some years later, like, Devil May Cry 2 takes place in the years uh, of before 5. Because basically, the way they, they set it up is Devil May Cry 5 takes place 10 years after four, meaning two happens in between those ten years. So, a few years later you have five. Um, and it's, it, the game the game is really solid. I mean, like, the gameplay's been, like, polished up. There's no clunky, st- there's no clunky, uh, styles. You can switch between characters, which is pretty nice, um, which was similar in, uh, Double Cry 4, which you can switch between the title character, Dante, and then, uh, Nero, the myst- the newcomer, and, like, the missions, I mean, when I first went in, I thought, like, this game is going to play out, like, Devil May Cry 4, in which, like, you go play through the game half as a new character, and the rest is Dante, and then whatever, but then, um, Devil May Cry 
five kind of like changed it up so you could like play it through different stories and like you know you got most of the picture now going back to uh the original point i was making uh i actually finished two book series uh in the last week uh and when i mean book series i mean light novels i mean they were korean novels uh they were sovereign of judgment and then uh, everyone else is a returnee. Now, I want to say something about everyone else is a returnee. For some reason, I don't know why, but a lot of times, like, you know, uh, I want to say it started with, uh, what was it, International... No, Infinite Infinite Competitive Dungeon Society. That's a really good one to read, but uh, in lieu of not spoiling it, I, I won't, but, like, you know... A lot of the times, like, light novels, for the most part, go from, like, you know, the main character going from, like, really, you know, all right, you know, they're they're a normal person, they get thrown in some absurd situation, like, being reincarnated in a different world, or the entire world settles into, like, RBG's element, and, like, dimensions start overlaying, and monsters start invading, and Earth has to, you know, go through, like, Armageddon, and they have to rise up to survive, and then the main character gets really, really strong, and then, boom. Like... They become, they become absurdly strong, and it's just like I one-shot things. I'm that person that sat there and grinded out for two months just to get every item in the game. It's like one-shot the boss. Now I've done that before. <laughs> I remember, I remember in uh, Tales of Symphonia for GameCube. Like I beat the game a couple times. I remember this was on New Game Plus, and I did this because like I had enough grade to like unlock like a bunch of. I I think it was like two times of experience or three times experience, but I kept all my all my spells from the previous run, and then I grinded before the first boss, um, where you fought Ifrit with uh, Lloyd and Genus, and I think Colette. I forgot. Basically, it got to the point where, um, I was so strong <laughs> I one shot the boss. <laughs> it was so great, <laughs> like it. I want to say, like, it took, like, to, like I, I, I had a save file, and I would say, like, I would save it, and I'm like, all right, I would train for a long time, I level up, and I want to say, like, I go, and I'm like, okay, can I one-shot the boss? No. I reload the, <laughs> I re- reload the save file, and I train some more, and then go back, can I one-shot the boss? No? Okay, go back, train some more. I was, like, level 40. I was level 40 before the first official boss. And I'm not talking about, like, when you, like, go into the village and you fight, um... And, oh, yeah, this is spoilers. This is major spoilers. If you haven't played Tales of Phony, the shit came out in 2004? 5? It's been, like, 13 years. So, spoiler warnings, but fuck it. Um... Yeah, so when you get exiled from, uh... their hometown for, uh... Breaking into an exile camp, a desired camp, blah blah blah. Village gets the village gets wrecked, blah blah blah. They demand, um, they demand uh, retribution, so they exile the main character and his best friend. And then, like after that, the main character goes to ch- you know chase after his his uh childhood friend the person that's supposed to be the, the chosen hero when heroine heroine hero and i never understand how to say the fucking word the heroine that uh heroine it the 
the fucking savior of the world to fucking go on a pilgrimage and like fucking save the world because it was being depleted of mana, blah, blah, blah. Uh, he went to catch up and that's when we fight the first boss. But, but, this was the trick to it. This was the trick to it. Um, you want to be around like level 10 or 12, I want to say. No, no, no. I want to say 13, 14, 14, 15, around that level. You want to be around that level when you fight the first boss. Because um, I consider that the real first boss, because it's like, you know, this is a major plot device. You can't proceed if you don't beat that boss. Because um, it's like a supernatural thing. But at the same time, uh, because I was like level 40, I just walked up and I was like, used my bitch now and just, you know, clapped him real quick. Uh, <laughs> and it, it it was fucking glorious. But like that, that type of scenario, you know, happens a lot in light novels, especially Korean novels. I want to say, though, uh, when reading the one I just finished, The Sovereign of Judgment, I mean, it 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 starts out on some like battle royale shit and i and i don't know if you ever read battle royale that shit that shit's gruesome i want to say it's like it it had the right elements and it was done in such a way where it's like you know it kept me gripped like i i low-key didn't even want to go to work because i wanted to finish reading it and that it's short it's only like 210 chapters including the the epilogues, but it's kind of like once I finish it, and like I actually read the words, like end of the end of Sovereign Judgment, I was like, this author knows what they're doing, and it it, it, it it's weird because it's like I read that one, and I read uh, I read that one after reading Everyone Else's Returnee. Once I read Everyone Else's Returnee, I'm just kind of like, eh, eh. It was good. It tickled my fancy, but it was. It left a. It's like when you like you're craving something sweet, and like you go out and you buy something and you eat it and you're like, okay, now what? And that's that's how that's how I felt when I finished reading the reading uh everyone else's returning. I want to say when I finished reading Infinite Competitive Dungeon Society, like, even though the ending I wouldn't really agree with, and I'm not spoiling anything here. I'm not. Um, when I read the ending, I was just like, you know, it was, it was really good up to the ending, and it kind of got convoluted at the end, and whatnot. Uh, same thing with, uh, Heavenly something jewel change like that's a wuxi it's not actually it's not an actual korean novel it's one of the chinese uh chinese novels that i read uh on wuxi world uh it it, it i want to say like i mean i forgot how many chapters it was it was like a thousand something you know but no it was like 600 something i'm sorry i want to say it was anywhere i, I forgot because a lot of times they're like at least a thousand plus chapters. Um, but at the same time, it was like, I remember it, it just was just the main character, like growing in magnitudes face setback, you know, flee, get stronger face setback, flee, get stronger. And then it was just like, the ending was kind of like, 
<laughs> the, okay, no, no. Okay, the ending was the ending felt rushed, but at the same time, the the ending paragraphs were fucking just like it was the cream of the crop. It it, it made the entire fucking like the entire time you read it. Like we read the end, you're just like, okay, this shit is uh that's that shit right there. That like that's like you. How do I put this in words? It's kind of like you grow tired of like the general like oh you know he's a hero he gets a harem and it's like all right. So I see you like harems. Let me shit on your opinion on that. And it was just funny. Like honestly, I I want ah, fuck that was a spoiler. I'm sorry, but it's a harem. Oh no. Well, if you read the you know the description like tags for the damn thing it's actually like it actually has a harem tag on it so you know i just find funny like they poke fun at harems but um overall i mean like it's it's really interesting like the more i read these and like i want to say like some of them can keep their their momentum going and then some of them actually just like kind of fizzle out which is weird because it's like you know a lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, this is really bad, but then you have to realize, like, someone wrote this. Like, someone took the time to imagine their own world, built a, built a fucking world, and you're sitting there reading it. And you're sitting there just shitting on their dreams. Like, it, it, I hate to say it, it's like, you don't have that type of talent. Even if you did, like, you would understand, like, the amount of, like, effort that your imagination went through. Like, how much, you know, of your of your vigory that you, you squeezed out just to like, you know, build that world and be able to translate into world into words that entrance the reader into, you know, experiencing something of different reality than their own. And it's just like, not everyone has that way of words. Um, now with that being said, I mean, some of the endings are cliched and a lot of pe- times people write it just, you know, just to, for it to sell and like, you know, to make a living. People have to make a living, but for the rare gems that seem like they, they're they just, like, run-of-the-mill, like, light novels or, like, Luxes, it, 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 it changes your opinion, because, like, the more you read, I mean, I, I have to admit, like, I've read a lot. I mean, I've read a lot, and it's just, like, I've read so many manga, it got to the point where it's just, like, everything's almost a copy of each other, and it's, like, there, I could see, like, the trends and whatnot of, like, every... I, I want to say, like, okay. So, back in, like, I want to say, uh, the early 2000s? Like, from 2001 to 2004, the two genres of, like, anime manga that, like, were really prominent were, like, action-adventure, like, you had Naruto, you had, uh... Yeah, Dragon Ball Z making its run. This is around the Boo Saga. Boo Saga when it was aired in America um, on Tanami. I think it was a rerun, but I don't know. Um, now, with that being said, it was that. Then there was Sailor Moon. Then there was Roni Kenshin. Um, you know, action. And then there was uh, there was a genre that like that kind of like took the world by storm, and it was uh, it was shoujo anime um, and shoujo. You know, I'm pretty sure people are like, he's saying it wrong. Well, who gives a fuck? Um, Shoujo anime took the world by storm, and I remember uh, reading Fruits Basket. 
and I think I mentioned other podcasts, like when I was in a really dark time in my life, I read Fruits Basket and it was really calming and it it really helped calm me down because it's like whenever I felt really depressed and I want to say like in college when I was like a really bad alcoholic, I used to st- I used to not sleep. I used to skip class and I used to just sit in the dorm room and watch Fruits Basket over and over. And, you know, that helped me, you know, find some peace, some solace in my life. Um, because, you know, because it was just like, it was, uh, it was different. It was different. And the same thing happened. Like, you know, I've been watching this anime since I was in middle school. Like, I remember when Fruits Best came out in middle school, and I was playing Maple Story with my friends, and we were watching Fruits Basket, and that was the, that was the fucking ish. But at the same time, like, you know, I remember reading, uh, Foshigi Yugi, the mysterious play. I remember reading Inuyasha, like, you know, the whole romance, you know. I remembered, uh, Mason, uh, Ikitosen, I want to say like the it's the same it's from the same it was from the creator Vinyasha. Uh she she made another series before that and it was really good. Um also read uh I read a lot. Holy crap. Let me think. I've read uh I mean Flamereka doesn't count, but uh series Celestial Legend um I read a few, like some of them were like tragic, I want to say, and I, I mean, it's not that like the fact I can't remember meant that they're they're not memorable. It's just it's just the ones I do remember. I remember because like they made such an impact that it just kind of like burned itself and like overshine. It's like when you look like when you see a bunch of cars approaching, you have that motherfucker with the head beams on the fog lights on, and that overpowers everything else. Even though there's different cars, you think only this one car is going, coming. And that that's how much, that's the best analogy I can make to the memory. Um, but at the same time, it's just kind of like, okay, it's... Once I read all these, like, you know, keep in mind when I said, like, that was the trend in the back, like, each one tried to spin their own story in such a way where it was unique. And then I remember Bleach came out, and then that was like... Bleach was good up to, like, the end of the Rescue Rookie arc. That was it. That was it. Like, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I was hyped as fuck when it was like... At the end, they're like, you know, there's filler, and then it was like, the beginning of the Bound arc... And it was just like, and the blade falls again, and I was fucking hyped. I remember reading that, and I was like, yes, let's go. And all my online friends were like, yes, let's go. And like, I remember full. oh my goodness. I still remember. Okay. So, when Full Metal Alchemist first premiered, I was, I want to say I was, I was... Was I in elementary school? Okay, so where I grew up, elementary school was up to 6th grade, middle school was 7th, 8th, and the high school was ninth through on. Um, I know some elementary schools are up to 5th grade, and the 6th through 8th is the middle school, but that, it, it depends on, uh, it depends on, like, your, your school district or whatnot. But I remember, for the most part, uh, that's how, that, that's how the education system that I went through was, and 
I want to say I was either in the sixth grade or I was in the seventh, eighth. Because I remember, I remember I was. This was part when I was uh, actively on Guy Online. Um, this is when I used to roleplay a lot. Uh, I remember being on Guy Online. Being part, this is when the oh my god, ye hawk show. Ugh, my heart it aches. I miss that series, but um, like I remember sitting down at my first computer. Well, it was the family computer, but like I remember, and I was playing the ROM of like I forgot what game I was playing, but I torrented Full Metal the very first episode when it first released. And I remember, like, watching it and, like, hearing Melissa, and I was like, oh my god, I fucking love this opening! And then... Was... Was the first ending? Yeah, the first ending was, a uh, uh... Unerasable Sin. And I remember... I remember in the chat room, because I, I remember... Even though I was on Guy, I used AOL. I used AIM. Um, and the group I was in... We were we were role playing too. Like I was doing most role plays, and it was just like I remember like us watching, fucking. Um, we were all like we shared the link and we downloaded it. And we were all watching it at the same time, and it was just like it was great. Like I remember us. I remember fucking like. Oh my gosh! I still remember my first listen to Unraceable Sin by. Uh, I want to say porno graffiti, like it was so great, and it was just like the 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 ending animation, like you like you had to understand, like I was young, and you don't really see um, ending sequences like that, uh, where the music really like set the overall mood, especially since like you know. Uh, when you think about it, like, when you go back and watch, not Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, but the original Full Metal Alchemist anime, watch the first episode, and then watch the ending. The ending credits. And it was just, like, it was beautiful. It, it, it was beautiful, because, like, you know, it showed flashes here and there, but it didn't really spoil much. And, like, it showed them fighting, it felt... It, it kind of foreshadowed it to draining, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, when you look at stuff like this, you're like, okay, you know, this may be insignificant, but think about back in the time when you had, like, you know, U-Hawk Show, where it's just like, it was the same song, and then uh, it was basically the same ending throughout all the episodes. Uh, Dragon Ball Z, the fucking American one was what? Dragon, Dragon, Mock the Dragon, Dragon Ball Z, and you hear her screaming. And it was like, come and get me. That was it. And then, yeah, it was fighting. And it was just like, boom, Dragon Ball Z. Um, Bleach. Oh my gosh. Bleach. The Bleach. The first Bleach opening, Asterisk by Orange Range. That was a really good one. And then, like, Peacemaker, uh, Kirogane. Uh, what was the name of that fucking song? I forgot. Uh, Peacemaker, Kirogane opening like if you think back to the openings in the beginning um oh you're gonna feel by have like this was like the i want to say like during that time in the 2000s the anime openings were really really good um 
in my opinion, they were like one of the best uh, elf and lead. I want to say like I want to say like my top the top five anime openings. I want to say like in the two thousands, um, Roni Kenshin, uh, Bleach, the first opening of Bleach, um, fucking Outlaw Star. Like, everyone fucking forgets through the night. Like, that fucking, like, upbeat... Like, oh my gosh. It was just like... Like, I, I, have, to, I have to say this. Like, coming home from s- school and seeing, like, you know, the chill, laid-back fucking vibe of Tanami with Tom and shit. And then it was just like... Outlaw Star. And it was just like... You know, they had the little blurbs or it was like the little synopsis or like the little, uh little trailers or commercials for Outlaw Star, and it showed, like, really sad and depressing fucking, like, atmosphere, and then they switched the fucking Outlaw Star, and it was just, like, boom in your face. Like, it... It it was great. It was great. And then, uh... Let's see, what else came out in the 2000s, I want to say, that were, like, really good? Um... I can't... Well... Um, let's see. Yeah, for the most part, like, I want to say, I already said, uh, I already said three so far. I want to say, uh, Yu Yu Hakusho, of course, I mean, that's just, that's just feels, man. That was just feels. And then, uh, Wait, wait, I want to say Naruto. When did Naruto come out? It started... Yeah, Naruto. Naruto. Um, Okay, so, fun fact. When I first watched Naruto, it was... It was in the 80s. It was in the... Yeah, it was in the 80s. Um, I saw... It was during the, like, Learn Rustling God arc. And it was Go by Flow. That was one of the best openings, I remember. Um, yeah, I think that's five. I want to say it's five. I'm tired. Forgive me. But I don't really care. Um, but I want to say best endings, uh, once again, Outlaw Star. Now, keep in mind, none of these are in order. These are just, like, my favorites. Um, Outlaw Star, I want to say, uh, was it the first inning? Yeah, it was the first inning, because, like, you had, like, that really powerful opening, and then, like, oh my fucking god, wait, scratch that. I think this is more than five, but I have to put Tenchi Muyo. Tenchi Muyo. Uh, was it Tenchi Muyo or Tenchi in Tokyo? Let me double check. I think it was Tenchi Muyo. Yeah, it was uh, Tenchi Muyo. The the opening for Tenchi Muyo was one of my favorites. Um, but I, besides that, uh, endings, Outlaw, like I said, Outlaw Star, you had this really uh, fucking in-your-face, upbeat fucking opening, and then like you had this like really calm, soothing ending thing. And it was really great. Um, let's see. Fucking Full Metal Alchemist, Unerasable Sin. Uh, that's, that's a fucking duh. Um, 
was it? Which Inuyasha? It wasn't Inuyasha. Was it? It wasn't ending one. It was Deep Forest. Yeah, it was Deep Forest. Uh, Fu Fukimori. Yeah, it was Fukimori. Yeah, it was Fukimori. And then uh, Fruits Basket. Four Fruits Basket. Which was really good. And then... Let's see. What else? What else? Um, You know, I have to go back to openings. I just want to add G Gundam. Fucking... The opening G Gundam. That shit was... Yeah, that was... Yeah, I can't. I can't say anything else besides that. And then I want to say, like, uh... I can't really think of any other ones that come to mind, you know? Uh, cause... Oh. Oh. Oh, I have to say, uh... I have to say, like, memorable... Like, yeah, memorable would be, uh, Heart of Sword, Rony Kenshin, uh... And then... Is there anything else? Oh, Cowboy fucking Bebop. I don't I don't even understand how I don't have Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop goes back. It, both its opening and endings are in both slots. Fucking... Oh, and the Lupin Third fucking ending. Now, a lot of people are like, wait, the Lupin Third ending? Yes, the Lupin Third ending. Uh, it's it, it's pretty good. It. I mean, I'm a big fan of Lupin Third. Sorry. Uh, but about that, you know, moving on to, like, later on, I want to say, like, when you're looking at different opening and ending sequences that, like, that are, like, really catchy to me, I want to say, like, I just want to put out that Soul Eater... Soul Eater was introduced, was announced at an anime expo. I forgot which one. I want to say it was, like, 2011. No, it was, like, 2009-2010 anime expo that they announced Soul Eater. And how they announced Soul Eater is they just... They just played the ending theme. They played the first ending theme. Uh, it wasn't... Re- what was their first ending? Like, I want to say, like, as an anime, when you look at, like, the manga complete compared to the anime for Soul Eater, it was just, like... It was great. I mean, the series was great. Like, the music was great. Uh, but... Oh, it was I Wanna Be by Stance Punk. That was... That was the ending to Soul Eater. Um... So yeah, I want to say it was like 2009, 2010, or like 2008, 2009, uh, Anime Expo announced Soul Eater by just playing their fucking ending theme. Now, could you imagine, like, coming soon, like, spring something something, and it was like, or summer something something, and it was just like, and it just showed the ending. And, like, keep in mind, like, have you ever seen the end? Just t- do yourself that favor and watch the ending to Soul Eater, uh, the the first ending to Soul Eater, because like it it sets the stage for the anime really well. Um, but just like looking out through like the entire thing, like how Soul Eater was like set up, it was. I mean, oh, I know, I know, a lot of people don't like the ending to Soul Eater, like the anime, but it's whatever. Because when you look at like how they introduced the openings, like, I want to say, like, uh, I mean, this is a little bit of a spoiler, but, like, the second opening, Paper Moon? Or was it the third opening? Oh, no, it was the s- third. I want to, yeah, it is the third opening. Uh, Paper Moon. 
What opening is that? Oh, yeah, no, it's opening two. Uh, basically, it starts off with a fight, and it's one of the, like, the defining moments of Soul Eater that signify the end of the season and start a new one as just a fight. Um, but it, 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 it was pretty badass. And then, like, looking around that time, I want to say, like, most of D. Grit, all fucking D. Grayman, all of D. Grayman's fucking, like, openings and endings are are on point. Like, all of them are. Uh, I can just go on forever, like, every single one. I know a lot of people are like, oh, no, this one's better. Oh, no, this one's better. And I know, like, a lot of people like, Fool My Alchemist Brotherhood. Uh, I forgot when that ended. But, like, I... I forgot which... How that ended. I know some of the Bleach ones, like, I, I want to say, like, in high school, specifically, like... The bleach openings and endings, like Alone, Alone's by Aqua Time was like one of the best ones. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I digress. It's it, it a lot of like anime go through trends, and right now we're in the the season of Isekai or you know another world, and it's I mean I want something new. Like it, it's like when you have like. Six months of winter, and you you crave for a spring. I want a new series. I want a new genre to come out. Like, the Battle Royale already went over. Like, that was a really short... The zombie one, the zombie apocalypse one, like, High School of the Dead. Fuck the author for quitting. Uh, <laughs> or, if something happened, you know, I hope they get better. But regardless, like, High School of the Dead, I... I, I that, that, that series pisses me off to this day. Uh, <laughs> but... Yeah, I just kind of hope there's a new series that comes out. Like, I know they're, re- they're revamping uh, Fruits Basket and releasing a new anime. Uh, do yourself a favor, watch it, read the manga. The manga's really good, like, you know, it's really soothing, and you'll find peace with your heart. Um, but at the same time, uh, you know, I, I, I've I've carried on over 18 minutes longer than I wanted to. Uh and with that being said, uh, this is Melty Scarlet, or the Crimson Hermit, and this is the Random Podcast. And, you know, as usual, stay classy, and remember, awkward silences are key. JK, Jackpot.